but it said that 67% of Americans didn't have $1,000 U.S. to their name for any type of emergency. And so I want you to think about that. Almost, almost 7 out of 10 people that you know, right? Almost 7 out of 10 subscribers that are on this page, almost 7 out of 10 people that you're scrolling by on social media don't have $1,000 to their name for some type of emergency. Are you ready? We're going to run the yeah. play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like? To come for nothing at all But every day you just wanting it all Do you know what it's like? Every day facing your fear But believing that your blessing is near Do you know what it's like? Growing up broken than most But still being devoted the most Do you know what it's like? Yeah, that's what the journey's about Yeah, we show you What's going on y'all? This is Justin Owens Back at the Run and Play Show Where I help break down the top plays of success From top leaders, entrepreneurs, and personalities By sharing gems from their personal playbook And today... We're going to be giving you some plays from the Money Playbook. Uh, many of you guys know uh, that, you know, we've taught about financial literacy for a long time. And this is one of the things I'm really passionate about because, you know, sometimes it's very hard to win in the outside world when your internal world is off, when you don't have your finances together. And many people, they're starting to become entrepreneurs to earn extra income. And so I wanted to put this video down to today to really elaborate on the money game, right? And, 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 and helping you set yourself up and your family uh, financially. So I wanna talk about um, how to prepare yourself and your family and your business for a recession. You know, as much as people hate recessions, uh, what I think a lot of people have to understand, especially as you look at the history of the world is that, you know, there's always been a recession and then expansion. And guess what? After an expansion, guess what? There's a recession. And so you have to understand there, there's a cycle. There's a cycle of money. There's a cycle of things that happen in the world. And every recession, guess what? There are opportunities. As a leader, right, um, you always have to look at both sides of the coin. And so some people can say, oh, my goodness, there's a recession. They're laying people off. And they are. And that's unfortunate for a lot of people. But you could also look at it as an entrepreneur and say, man, guess what? There, there's a lot of talent that maybe I would have never been able to have in my business. There are partners that I can now have in my business that I would never have. Maybe some of you that get laid off, you're like, man, now that I'm out of here, now I can start my own business doing something that I've already had experience doing on a high level, or maybe start an enterprise or, or focus on some other areas. But guess what? With everything that happens, there's a positive that comes with it too. In a recession, a lot of people lose things, unfortunately. But guess what? A lot of things go on sale. They're saying right now it's probably one of the best times to buy real estate. They're saying, look, buy real estate now because it's going to be one of the best prices you can find over the next five to 10 years, and then you can refinance it when the rates get lower. I'm not giving you advice. I'm not telling you that's what you need to do. What I'm saying is that while there's one side that says, man, this is absolutely the worst time, there's always going to be people that say, man, it's the best time. There's going to be stocks that plummet, and then some people are going to be like, man, it's on sale. <laughs> this is the time I buy. And so what I've learned is this. I started as an entrepreneur. I graduated high school in 2005. And my first two years out of high school, the, the first major recession that I lived through happened, 2007, 2008. I don't know, did anybody here remember, remember what happened in 2007, 2008? Fill in the blanks. Maybe hit your pockets. <clears throat> I can tell you what happened. The housing market collapsed. During that time, it's so funny. I remember I didn't have a job. I was being, I was an entrepreneur, so I'm over here trying to figure stuff out. And I got approved for a $250,000 house. No money down. <laughs> I said, there's no way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I couldn't even get approved for a car. I'm like, y'all can give me a house for 150, uh, 200, almost like a quarter million? 
And then if my brother would have went in on me, we could have got almost like a half million dollar house. It was doomed from the beginning. Fortunately, I had enough common sense to say, okay, you know, maybe I, I probably don't need to get this because it just, just didn't make any sense. But guess what? That whole housing situation started from bad loans. I there's a movie that I recommend you read. It's called The Big Short. And I don't know if anybody's ever read that. I mean, ever watched that. It's a really good show for you to watch. It really breaks down uh, behind the scenes of how some people really made some money uh, during uh, that recession, but also how the banks were bailed out and how people lost a lot of things, but also how there were signs of things to come. And so I think it's a good book, uh, a good movie for you to watch, um, but it's a good thing for you to kind of have in your mind to understand how to take advantage of opportunities as well. And so we're going to talk about some steps today on how you can prepare yourself, your family, your business, right? Maybe leaders that you coach uh, for a recession. And, you know, sometimes it may not be a recession in the world, but it could be a recession in your life. I've had that happen as well. So step number one is build an emergency fund. Having a cash reserve can help you weather unexpected events such as a job loss, something happens uh, with some unexpected expenses uh, during a recession. I've had, like, listen, I've got an ambulance company. Many of you all know. Listen, we had one week where four trucks broke down. One of them was... Uh, something with tires. One of them, the transmission went out. The other one, a fan uh, belt broke, popped off two other things in the car, and then the other one just stopped working. The engine, <laughs> the engine went out, <laughs> right? So you're talking about unexpected expenses that was well, it was probably almost $20,000 that week of expenses that I did not expect at all. So you got to be prepared financially. Uh, in business, maybe people steal from me. Maybe there's, uh, I've had some times with my clothing line where stuff doesn't come in on time. I order something from overseas and it gets stuck or it gets stuck in customs or it doesn't arrive on time. And now you're like, man, I've already spent money, but now I got to spend some money money over here because it's something that I didn't expect. So, so what is an emergency fund? Well, it's two of them you want to create. Number one is what I call an, a mini emergency fund. There was a statistic that was recent, uh, well, as recent of, of last year. I don't even know what it is now. I need to probably look. But it said that 67% of Americans didn't have $1,000 U.S. to their name for any type of emergency. And so I want you to think about that. Almost almost 7 out of 10 people that you know, right? Almost 7 out of 10 subscribers that are on this page, almost 7 out of 10 people that you're scrolling by on social media don't have $1,000 to their name for some type of emergency. So one of the things I wanted to do, because I didn't go to college, I said, okay, once I understood this, I said, okay, Justin, let's save $1,000. Why? Well, this is kind of selfish, but I said, all right, some people are better than me because they got degrees. Well, at least, hey, man, if I put $1,000 aside and I don't touch it, I'm probably doing better than 7 out of 10 people that I talk to about my business. All right, I know it sounds bad, but it's true. Like, that, was, that was a confidence builder. I was like, cool, $1,000 put aside. But guess what? I've had things that come up that I didn't expect, whether something happens on my car, something happens in life. I've had funerals that I had to go to in a case of an emergency. I've had the hot water heater go out. Stuff pops up, and guess what? $1,000 for most emergencies will probably take care of it. I had one time, uh, I had an MX-6, a Mazda MX-6, 1996 Mazda MX-6, and all the tires went out because the rims were messing up the tires. Guess what? The tires is almost $600. Right, to get it replaced. Had I not had that, that would have been a big deal. But because I had the money put aside, I was able to pay for it. And here's what happens. Once you touch that mini emergency fund, your job now is to put it back. Right? You before you go out here and 
do a whole bunch of other stuff. Now you got to replace it. You got to refill it back up. So that's a mini emergency fund. But here's what a fully funded emergency fund is. A fully funded emergency fund is where you put six to 12 months of your expenses aside. And so it's two ways you could do this. Number one is you can look at your lifestyle exactly how it is today. Say, okay, how much do I spend to go out to eat? How much do I spend to go to the, you know, maybe you do a date night with you and your spouse. Um, uh, uh, grocery shopping, gas, travel, whatever the case may be. And then you say, okay, look, it's 8000 a month, okay? So if I want to live my same exact lifestyle, if I had no income coming in for six months, eight times six is what, 48000 right? I think that's right. Anyway, if it's not right, y'all do the math on your own. But it sounds about right, right? So eight times six, 48. Um, that would be $48,000 that you would need to have put aside, right? Well, guess what? If you want to have 12 months of expenses put aside, that would be what? 90, 40, what is that? 12 times nine, or 12 times eight, six, 96. $96,000 that you would need to have put aside. So that's living at your exact same lifestyle. Now, some people can say, okay, well, man, I can stretch that. I don't have to eat out as much. If I'm not, I don't have the income coming in, I'm not going out to eat every single week. We're going to you know, be taking lunch to, to, to work. We're going to lower down on our, our expenses. So now you look at your expenses. You say, okay, man, I can cut some stuff out. Maybe now you cut your expenses down to $5,000 a month. And so if you need six months put aside, that's... 30,000. If you need 12 months put aside, that's 60,000. Is, is, is this making sense? So what you want to do is you got to look and say, okay, now I've got to say I've put aside a year. Now, most people in a year, if something is happening, they can get back on their feet or they can figure out another move or another opportunity within a year. Maybe you want to go a little bit more aggressive and say 18 months. Like some people I know say, okay, I'm planning for living my life exactly how it is. And then they make some cuts and now I can extend 18 months. But what does that do for your confidence? What does that do for your, your financial uh, abilities? Knowing you don't have to jump at any opportunity or you don't have to take any any job that comes. You could like, okay, let, all right, let me process this. Let me think about the best way to handle things. And now you're on the offense. The first time the economy collapsed, I was not ready. I just got out of high school. And so I was like, man, real estate was actually really cheap. Couldn't buy any real estate because I didn't have any money. And at that time, I had a Chevy Cavalier. 2017, yeah. I had a 20, 2007, no, 2002 Chevy Cavalier white. All roll-up windows, the seats that move back and forth by your hands. Um, but it got me around. It was a four-cylinder car. And I was paying, it's, it's crazy to say this, I was paying almost $600 a month. Why? Credit wasn't right. Okay? And so it was things that I understand, so people took advantage of me. But the way that you can get down and get your cash flow better is this next thing, and that's paying down debt. High levels of debt can make it difficult to, to navigate and weather financial crisis. So think about now, paying off your credit card debts, car loans, or other high-interest debt, because high-interest debt, man, it racks up. It will rack up. You, you'll spend $3,000 on it this, this year, pay the minimum payment, and next year you'll owe $5,000 on it. That's how it really works. Now, you, you should call some of your credit card companies and say, listen, what is my annual interest rate? And some of you all will be surprised. You're going to be like, man, I'm paying 25% interest or 30% interest on your credit card. So sometimes your high interest rate. So look, you want to start paying that stuff down. Why? Because what you're trying to do is get from a, a place of 
uh, negative cash flow. That's what happens with most people. They're in a position of negative cash flow, meaning money's coming in, there's money coming out. I tell a lot of people a lot of times, they say, hey, man, every single week, every two weeks, I go to work and I get paid. And then I go to work and I get paid. And I tell people, listen, uh, a lot of times you're not getting paid, your bills are, because that's exactly what we send the money to. But so what if you can start directing this money towards debt, right? You can start directing this money towards um, uh, uh, your car note, and you don't now you don't have a car note anymore. Maybe now uh, you don't have your credit card debt. Now all that money that you were using towards the car and interest rates and all this kind of stuff, now you can start throwing it towards your uh, 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 emergency fund. Does that make sense? Number three is diversifying your investments. This was a lesson I had to learn as well. Don't keep your eggs all in one basket. And listen, y'all, when you really, really believe in something, you go put all your eggs in that basket, at least initially. Because what you're always thinking about is like, man, if I would have had it all over here, uh, I could make this. But but you can't. you got to consider. This is a consideration. Spreading your investments across multiple types of assets, whether it's real estate, whether it's stocks, whether it's bonds, whether it's crypto, whether it's commodity, whether it's real estate. Because what you want to do is, what I've realized is this, is I've been able to earn more money and be around people that make have earned way more money than me, is that I realize is that when you don't have money, you're way more open to risk. You know, I remember <laughs> I'll get a financial advisor be like, all right, what's your risk tolerance? Very high, very high. Why? Because when you don't have any money, you're like, you're almost gambling, right? You're like, hey, listen, let me throw this $100 in here and see what happens. Or let me throw this $1,000 in here. Let me see what happens. Let me throw this six figures in here and we'll see what happens. But what, guess what starts happening? As you start making more and more money, your risk tolerance starts changing. And I, and I had to have, one of my mentors had to have a conversation with me and my financial advisor. They were like, listen, Justin, one of them was crypto. It had grew by, you know, over a hundred percent in a couple of days. So I was excited. So I was throwing more money in it. They were like, "Listen, here's what I want you to think about. If it can grow like that, it could also do what? It could also lose like that as well. You don't you don't want to be in a position where you lose hundred a hundred percent of your growth in a day." And guess what I did? I took out some of the profits and I moved over to something that was a little bit more conservative. Now that conservative thing was probably only making like ten percent a year. But guess what happened? That crypto actually did pull back. Now some of them continue to go up. But what I learned from that is that listen, you know, if you if you got a if you got fifty thousand dollars and you could lose fifty percent of it in 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 a couple of days, but you could earn a couple hundred percent, maybe maybe your maybe your risk tolerance is there. But I realized that like now if you've got a hundred million, do you want to put your money in something that could be that volatile where you could lose fifty million in one day? Or are you like, ah, no, my risk tolerance is really low. Why? Because it took me a long time to accumulate this. And so what I've learned is, listen, yeah, you have some things that are aggressive, right? Maybe maybe you have some things that are really aggressive. My thing is this. If you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is already aggressive. Entrepreneurship is already um, risky. So everything can't be risky. Some of it might need to be in some stocks. Some of it might, it might need to be uh, in some bonds like we talked about. There are funds, literally, that include a whole bunch of the top companies in the world in there that you could just ride on the backs of some of those companies. Some of these index funds that are out there could also help you take advantage of some of the growth that are in tech. Maybe it's uh, in different industries. So these are things that you can research, but allows you to be able to diversify your portfolio. Okay, I even found some funds that have crypto on the inside of them. And so now, man, okay, I could take, I could, I could, I could gain from the exposure of what was happening, 
but also not expose myself to all of the risk that was happening. Okay, so that that's how we you know we start start you know lowering that that the, the cash flow right. Cash flow is what we talked about in another video. Cash flow is when I get the money, how long does it last? Income is when I get the money, right? It's how much money do I make? But that's not the most important thing is cash flow. Cash flow is when you get it, does it last a month? Does it last six months? Does it last 12 months, okay? Number four is in increase your savings rate. If you can, increase the amount that you can save every single month to help build up your emergency fund and prepare for a recession. Here's something else that I did. I was so grateful for my uh, financial advisor because as an entrepreneur, you know, you don't really have a savings uh, retirement fund, right? You have to create it. And so what happened was, uh, I remember when I started making 10000 a month, we started putting, at first it was $500 a week. $500 a week we were sending over, right? And then, then I got a little bit more comfortable. I was like, okay, cool. I can take care of my expenses. Let's put $1,000 a week over there because I got up to about 12000 a month, so that left, that left me with about eight. What happened was two things. Number one, I was able to set up my... Uh, emergency fund a lot faster because as I started making more money. I just increased what I was sending every single week. It's almost like when a person has a job, they're, they 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 have you know something taken out for their 401k and Social Security every single week. As an entrepreneur, I recommend that you start doing this for yourself now, forcing yourself to do it and make it hard for you to be able to touch it in the case of an emergency, right? Or if not, maybe in the case of an investment. Here was the other thing that was genius about it, and I didn't realize it at the time. Because I got so aggressive saving, it made me realize that I needed to earn more money. See, because if I was making twelve thousand a month, ten to twelve thousand a month, and I was just taking it all, well, I didn't really have to do too much because now I would have been like, oh man, I can I can do this, I can buy this, I can go this. But what happened was, I mean, you take that ten to twelve thousand dollars down to 6,000, to 8,000, like you're like, okay, I'm cool, but I'm not that good. You know, anybody that knows, once you get to six figures, you're like, okay, that's cool money, but it's like, you're right there. And so what did it make me do? It said, okay, just, we gotta go produce, man, we gotta go make more money. And then guess what happened? As I started making more money, that allowed me, one, to be able to take some extra money for myself, but two, I was saving more. I was investing more, does that make sense? Number five, we talked about this in, in, in the emergency fund evaluation, but listen, Evaluate your spending. Take a close look. When I say close look, take a close look at your, your spending and identify areas where you can cut back. Y'all, I'm even talking about subscriptions. I literally had to go through my accounts one time. It was like, man, it was so much stuff that I signed up, apps that I had downloaded on the App Store or my daughter had downloaded on the App Store that we had to unsubscribe from. I'm like, yo, who is this taking $3 every single month? Who is this taking $7 every single month? Because guess what? All of it adds up. And... It's taking. It's taking away from what's happening in your life. It's taking away from your finances. It's taking away from your future. So you want to start getting on this immediately, okay? Evaluate your spending. Another thing I, I always teach people to do is unsubscribe. Like, you might be in a spot right now where you might have to unsubscribe from the email newsletter and the text messaging blast of your favorite company. I know they text you. They got to sell. Yep, I know they're texting you. They got to, uh, they're emailing you. They got to sell. Or maybe, you know, maybe for you, maybe it's makeup. Maybe, you know, maybe you don't need to walk by Sephora right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever is your thing, maybe that's just not where you need to go because you got to evaluate your spending right now. So sometimes you got to protect you from you, okay? Number six, this is one that's a good one, right? Refinance high interest date, debt. Uh, if you have high interest debt like credit cards, sometimes um, 
car loans. Maybe you got a car and your credit wasn't that good and you start making payments on time and your, your debt started getting better and now your credit's better. You know you can go and refinance that debt at a lower interest rate to allow more of your money to go towards the principal and also many times lower your payment on a monthly basis. Number seven, I really love this one, y'all, and I, I'm a, I am an advocate for this one right here, is build passive income streams. Now, listen, I do want to say this. Uh, before something becomes passive, it has to become active first. Everybody tries to get the passive income. No, listen, everything is very, very active. In fact, you know, I don't know of a business that I've started yet that I make money on immediately. Like, most of them have taken me a long time. Like, a, like I mean, when I say a long time, Except for uh, affiliate marketing, network marketing, stuff like that. We talk about a year, year and a half before it really started to turn some type of money. And so, but guess what? If I'm doing this when I've got my job, when I'm doing this when I don't need the money, I can start building it now, starting a side hustle and or investing in some stocks that are paying some dividends, and that can create an additional stream of income. You know, two two places I really like right now is number one is uh, residential solar. I really like residential solar right now. It's a space that's growing and not a lot of people know about it. Not a lot of people are educated about it, but it's also a career. The other space is tech. It's very, very simple for you to get educated on tech. But the, the jobs that are out there are, man, they're amazing. And listen, companies are, they're laying people off in the tech space, but guess what they're hiring? People that are coming in, they're, they're, they don't need 300000 or all these high salaries. They can come in, they can take 75000 120000 and have a great job. And listen, matter of fact, in the show notes, we're going we're gonna to put this in the show notes. I've got, there, there's two places that I believe you can learn. One, they've got an incredible solar education platform that shows you how to become certified as a solar consultant. Um, and listen, they've got something that's really, really special. Um, we'll drop that here in the notes so you can you can get access to that. And the other one, uh, they they have a course that literally not only do they help you go through and get uh, your certification, but then they also help you get and find jobs in the tech space. So we're going to drop those in the show notes um, because I believe it's absolutely incredible. One of them is Harbor Solar, and then the other one is Course Career. So we're going to talk about that as well. But listen, I would dive into that now. Those are things that you can start working on today. What I've learned, like money is like relationships. Like with relationships, you've got to build them before you need them. With the, with opportunities, you have to start working on them before you need them. You have to start developing them before you need them. And here's something else I want you to write down in the show. If you take care of your money, one day your money will take care of you. Shout out to Coach Henry. He taught me that a long time ago. Take care of your money because one day your money will take care of you. Number eight, consider job security. Make sure you've got a job that is secure. Now, job security, that, that's uh, it's almost like an oxymoron, oxymoron right now. But you, you're looking for something that has good benefits, job security. You know, what I'm looking for a lot of times is something that is going to be around. If I'm an entrepreneur, another thing I'm looking for, I want to have a job that's pretty decent, right? Um, it'll take care of my day-to-day -day lifestyle, but it doesn't take a lot of my mental energy. Because I would want something that I could take care of my lifestyle, but I could still focus my my mentality, my mindset on my future. I could, I would have enough energy to come back home and now work on my future, now work on my goals, okay? And then number nine, this one is big. I've done this before too. Be mindful of the timing of large purchases. purchases. So avoid making large purchases like buying a car or a house uh, during a recession when the prices uh, may be lower, but you got to time it. It all depends on your financial situation. Now, here's something else I made a mistake of. I was like, oh, 
well, I'm not making car house purchases, but man, when those sales came around, a large purchase to me a while ago was uh, shoes. You know, like maybe you might have to uninstall the Nike app. You know what I'm saying? All those drops, you add them up, look how much you've been spending. So, 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 so be aware of this, okay? And then number 10 is just staying informed. Like you do have to like pay attention to money. Pay attention to what's happening in the world. Pay attention to, to, to what's happening in other parts of the world, not just the United States. So, so keeping up to date with economic news and developments, looking at what's happening to the, the industries that you're invested in. That's one thing I will tell you to do. I invest in places that I understand, and then I also make sure I watch those places. That way you can see what's happening for yourself. Whoever's investing, for maybe having a financial advisor, that's good. But man, you need to also be aware of it because sometimes I've called my financial advisor and like, listen, uh, we need to move our money from this stock to this stock over here. They're like, why? Like, listen, I, I saw some news. I don't really want to be exposed to what's happening. And sometimes it's worked out in my favor on a very, very high level. I found some stocks that I wanted to invest into just by watching the money show on TV. So, so stay informed and they can help you weather a recession and protect your financial future. And so listen, I want to give you all these tips because listen, uh, maybe you're going through a personal recession right now. Maybe you're going through a recession right now uh, in the world, or maybe this is the best money you've ever made in your entire life. And that would be a lot of you all, because guess what? In the bad economy, uh, opportunities are created. But even if you're in a recession, Guess what comes after that? A season of growth. And so you want to start preparing yourself. Don't, don't beat yourself up. Now, I will give you a bonus. I will give you a bonus uh, lesson. Anytime I've been through a spot where I go through growth and difficulty, growth and difficulty, I always take notes on the lessons for when I start making money again. Why? Because you're always going to start making money again. And a lot of times you don't know if you learned your lesson about money until you get back to where you were and you don't repeat the same mistakes. It's easy to say, oh no, I'm not going shopping, I'm not popping bottles, I'm not doing all this, I'm not. Well, now you can't do it. But let you get back to 10,000 a month, let you get back to 20,000 a month, let you get back to 40,000 a month, or 100,000 a month, or a quarter million a month, or half a million a month, or a million a month. Do you do the same things that when you got in your situation, you were like, man, I can't believe I wasted my money on that. I've done it before, I look in the closet and be like, man, I need all the money I spent on those shoes and those belts, I need that back. $800 jeans that I spent money on. Man, I probably could have did something a little different. So what are those lessons right now that you can look at your financial situation and say, man, I can do better because I know better. And then guess what? When you know better, when you get back in the situation financially, now you've got to do better. That's what we call wisdom, ladies and gentlemen. Life will send you lessons over and over and over again, many times in different ways. And it's asking you, hey, did you learn the lesson? And if you learned a lesson, guess what? You'll graduate and you'll go to the next lesson. But if you didn't, guess what? You'll start that cycle all over again until you learn that lesson. And so all I'm doing with night right now is just sharing with you some lessons that I learned about money or my mentors learned about money and they pass it on to me. So we just gave you some plays around money and your finances. Y'all know what to do. Go run it. What's going on? Listen, make sure you guys go to runtheplaystore.com. Get your official run to play gear. We talk about shirts, socks, jackets, for everybody that's run to play all across the world. Are you ready? We're going to run the yeah. play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come from nothing at all?